Dear Lord, make me a nail upon the wall, fastened securely in its place. Then from this thing so common and so small, hang a bright picture of thy face. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. The topic of this hour's study is the reward of believing God's promises and fixing our mind on Jesus Christ. Romans, the 15th chapter and the 13th verse says, there is joy and peace in believing. Soon after my wife and I had begun to learn of the science of prayer and claiming Bible promises, and had become most excited and delighted over it all, the Lord permitted a special test to come to us. Did we really believe these promises? Would we really keep our eyes fixed on Jesus? Or would we permit the evil one to in some way rob us of this joy and this peace that only comes by believing that God will do for us what he's promised to do? I will not go into the details of the trouble that befell us, lest you might be thinking about that during this study instead of the special lessons that God has for us today. But we went through a very dark, deep Gethsemane experience. It was not a financial Gethsemane now, although our finances had not cleared. It was a fellowship Gethsemane experience that broke our hearts. We decided that we would take a vacation to Florida, and maybe we could uh, somehow regain our composure. <laughs> we spent a couple of weeks in Florida, and on our return trip, I found myself crabbing over what had happened to me. I said to, to my wife, why did this have to happen to us? I haven't killed anyone. I haven't stolen from anyone. Why should this take place? Why should I have to be in such a situation of suffering as they've put me through? For three days straight, as we're traveling, I was crabbing, grumbling, murmuring, not against God, but against circumstances. As we retired that night, I went into a sound sleep and the next morning when I awakened, to my utter astonishment, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't move to the next room. And you can imagine the misgivings in my heart. I asked my wife if she would kindly step over and visit and call uh, a medical doctor who was a very close friend of mine. He came over, checked me over, <clears throat> And he said, uh, you have nerve exhaustion, six months for you. Now, I've always been very active, and the thought of being laid up for six months didn't appeal to me at all. And as I was thinking on six months, six months for you, the text came to my mind, Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived, 
God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I said, Lord, I have sown three days of negative thinking and negative speaking. I'm now going to sow three days of positive thinking, of joyful expressions, of thanksgiving, and in three days I will be up and I'll go home because you've told me that I will reap what I've sown. So I decided that I would immediately begin to thank the Lord for everything I could think of. I said, uh, but what can I thank the Lord for? Friends, if you ever decide that you want to have a good thoroughbred registered nervous breakdown, cease to be thankful. I couldn't think of one thing for which I should be thankful. And then I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, I am in desperate straits. You must come to my rescue or I can't even thank you for anything. I said, Lord, if you'll give me the strength, the first thing I look at, I'll thank you for it. I looked at the door as I lay there in bed. I said, Lord, thank you for the door. And then I added, and thank you, Lord, that it's locked so, much, so nobody can poke his head in and look at me. And then my mind went into a special spin, just like a cracked record. But why did this have to happen to me? Why should, have all these, why should all these sufferings be mine? And then I said, Lord, if you'll come to my rescue again, the first thing I look at, I'll thank you for it again. I looked at the window. I said, Lord, thank you for the window. And then I added the negative. And thank you, Lord, that it's locked so nobody can poke his head in and look at me. It was not an easy assignment, this, this assignment of joy and peace in believing God. But the promise is there. There is joy and peace when we believe God and we get our eyes fixed on him. I had my eyes fixed on the problems. I completely forgot all the promises that I'd been claiming and which had meant so very much to me through the months. And here I was, exhausted, my mind going in a whirl like a cracked record. Oh, but why did this happen to me? I cried out again and again to the Lord, Lord, as surely as you help me to go into the joy and the thanksgiving and the praise program, you're going to heal me. And you know the Lord helped me. Little by little, I was able to break out by God's grace out of this encasement of self-pity. At the end of three days, I got up, we went home, and I said, Lord, now, Along with these promises of God, there goes joy. There is peace when we really believe your promises. It is one thing to accept your promises uh, theoretically. It is another thing to make them a part of our very lives. For every time we encounter a problem, to find a matching promise in God's immutable, eternal, impeccable word, there's joy, there's peace in believing that God keeps his word. There's no problem of life that God does not have a solution for. Think of 3,573 promises in this word, matching every possible problem that can confront the human soul. I said, Lord, I'm so grateful. Now help me to share not merely the promises, but to share with men and women the rewards that are theirs if they will not turn from Christ and look at circumstances. If we will not be engaged in self-pity, but if we'll keep clinging to these promises of God, 
like Jacob of old. It is amazing what can take place. But you know, I slipped. I did begin sharing promises, but I did not share with people as I should the joy and the peace that comes in thanking the Lord for every circumstance in which we find ourselves. Do we not read in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. You see, if when we fall into all kinds of situations, all kinds of tests, if we will recognize that God, who gave his Son to die for us, will permit nothing to come to us except that for which he's made provision, then there's joy and peace in believing that he will not suffer us to be tempted above that we're able. As we fix our gaze on his promises, on his love, on his protection, joy and peace come to the human heart. No wonder Jesus said, ask and you will receive and your joy will be full. It was several years, however, before I really got very far into sharing with people the tremendous reward found in a praise thanksgiving program to the Lord for every situation and circumstance of life. Because God has said through his apostle, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. How do we know all things work together for good? The next four or five verses says, because he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He'll permit tests. He'll permit circumstances. He'll permit trials. He'll permit troubles to come to us. That in these trials and troubles and tribulations, we shall claim his promises and cling to them, asking, believing, and thanking him that we've received. Well, it was several years before we really got down to business in teaching people how they also could receive strength by claiming God's promises and praising him for every circumstance of life. We were conducting a series of meetings in a certain city. We called it the Positive Living Clinic. A lady came to see me and she said, Pastor Kuhn, I was involved in an automobile accident. She said, and uh, I had surgery and the surgery was successful. But she said, it left my nerves in a state of shock. She said, I went to one nerve specialist after another and still another. Finally, they said, lady, there's nothing more we can do for you. Why don't you go to a minister? Maybe he can get through to you. So I've come to you. She said, can you help me? You know, friends, what I thought of? I thought of my three days of crabbing and my consequent nerve exhaustion then of my three days of praising the Lord and being able immediately to go home and resume my work. And I said, yes, I can help you. And I recall the statement found in that beautiful book entitled The Ministry of Healing, page 253, which says, if we would praise the Lord with all our hearts, you cannot describe what will happen to our health, to our strength, to our nerves. And then I remember the text of scripture Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's a formula. Joy plus the Lord equals strength. So I said, you make a list of 10 things for which you're grateful. 
put it on a small card, maybe a two by two card, just 10 words down the column. Then make each word into a sentence conforming to Nehemiah 8.10, joy plus the Lord equals strength. Then you'll drill yourself in thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the air. Joy plus Lord equals strength. Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. Joy plus the Lord equals strength. Anything that you've listed, follow this simple drill method. And I said, the next day you'll add 10 more. I said, it's a 10-day drilling program. At the end of 10 days, you have 100 things for which you're thanking the Lord. You're thanking him all over the house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Will you do it? She said, I will do it. 10 days later, we closed our series of meetings. The lady walked up to me and she said, Pastor Kuhn, this is absolutely fantastic. She said, I'm perfectly well. I said, will you write it to me? As we're beginning the next series of meetings in a distant city, maybe a thousand miles away, I received a letter from this lady. What a letter. She said, when I returned to my doctor, he said, lady, you are perfectly well. She said, I know it. I just came to see you for, for you to tell me so. He said, what did you do? She said, I did what you told me to do. What was that, you mean? She said, I went to see a minister just like you suggested. He said, what, what did he tell you to do? She said, he told me to make a list of 10 things and make each word into a sentence and say, thank you, Lord, for so-and-so. Thank you, Lord, for so-and-so. Thank you, Lord, for so-and-so. He said, it worked, didn't it? She said, well, yes, it did. When I received that letter, friends, and I read it, I was so inspired that at the very first lecture that I gave in the next place, I read part of the letter. I said, folk, do you see what happens when people really take God at his word? When they really follow his program, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Well, <laughs> I found I'd gotten myself into trouble. Right away, somebody came to the pastor and they said, we know of a young woman about 26 years of age who is fit for an institution. If what Pastor Kuhn suggested to the other lady worked like that, it surely would work for this young lady. Will you, will you take Pastor Kuhn over to see her? When Pastor Birch came to me with a suggestion that we go over and visit that young woman, my heart sank. I wasn't there to practice a joy therapy program. I was there merely to recommend it to people that they would believe God's promises, build on his promises, and then thank him for all adversities and for everything that they, th that they could think of. Well, there was nothing left to do. So we went over to the little woman's home, rang the doorbell, and what a lady came to the door. Her eyelids were down just like the shades of a curtain. And she talked just like she looked. She said, I wonder if you could help me. And you know what I said in my heart? Lord, help me. She said, won't you come in? And I thought, oh, I wish I'd never come to this door. And yet I want to help her. So we walked in. And she said, just sit down. And we sat and she went kaplunk. 
She was so exhausted, so weak. She said, I've heard that you can help me. She said, how long will you be in this city? I said, we shall be here for 14 days yet. She said, for 20 years, I have lived in an imaginary room. It had four walls with no windows and no doors. And she said, I've gone to one doctor after another, seeking for help for my nerves. And she said, the doctor told me that there was no hope. And she said, I heard just the other day about an experience that you had had. And I asked a friend of mine if she could arrange for you to come over. She said, can you help me? Can you imagine, friends, what was going through my mind? I was crying out to the Lord to help me. I said, will you do what we suggest? She said, I will do anything. And I could just see her peeking at us under those shades. I said, go in the other room and get a pencil and paper and come out. She wobbled in the other room. Just a few moments, she was wobbling back. She sat down, ka-plunk. I said, now make a list of 10 things for which you're grateful. And to my utter astonishment, inside of 10 minutes, that lady had listed six things for which she was grateful. And that gave me hope, friends. I said, this is wonderful. I said, you know, you only have to add four more to that. And when you come to the meeting tonight, we'll coach you. But between now and the time of the meeting, you will build each of those words into a sentence conforming to Nehemiah 8.10. Joy plus the Lord is strength. So you will say, thank you, Lord, for the organ. That was one of the items she'd listed. Thank you, Lord, for the rug. Thank you, Lord, for the light. Thank you, Lord, for my husband. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. And that is the way you'll drill yourself and we'll see you tonight. She said, oh, I can't, I can't be where people are. Well, I said, you may see us then at the pastor study after the meeting. She said, I will come every other night. I said, all right, if you don't come till tomorrow night, you'll have 20 things for which you're grateful. And as many more as you want to. And as fast as you can thank the Lord and as extensive as your praise and thanksgiving, so fast you can expect healing. Sure enough, she was there the next night. She was supposed to have a list of 20 things for which she'd been thanking the Lord. That lady, friends, had a list of 41 things. And she was improved. She looked better. We encouraged her, we complimented her. We said, now keep on doing the same thing. Thank the Lord all day long. Keep thanking him and thanking him and thanking him and thanking him. Make it easy. Make it super joyful. And we'll see you two nights from now. The fourth night when she walked into that study, friends, the shades were up halfway. I said, lady, you look better. How do you feel? She said, I don't feel. I said, what do you mean you don't feel? Well, she said, I feel like I was in Texas. And I thought, well, I haven't seen many walls in Texas. I said, what about those walls? She said, Pastor, the windows and doors have come back in my walls. My friends, I almost went into shock. For four days of thanking the Lord and praising him, the Lord rewarded her 
by bringing windows and doors back in walls where they had not been for 20 years. I said, lady, you keep on this program and you can expect to be well soon. The eighth day, that lady walked in, the shades were up. Her step was elastic. Her countenance was beaming. I said, lady, you are well, aren't you? She had 160 some things, 20 for every day instead of 10. She said, I'm well. I said, prove it. She said, I've gone to work. I said, you've gone to work? And I thought, well, that's nice for any sick person to get a couple hours of work a day. I said, how many hours a day? She said, 10 hours. 10 hours a day? In this age of eight hours at the most? She said, yes, 10 hours a day. What do you do 10 hours a day? She said, I'm sitting with little children. I said, lady, 10 hours a day with little wigglers? I said, you must be well. That would kill me now. <laughs> she smiled. She said, I'm well. The joy of the Lord is our strength. There is a reward for taking God's promises as he's given them for every situation of life. God never fails. He always keeps his word. I remember we had, oh, we've had so many experiences of individuals who have been weak, who've had nerve exhaustion, who've been in a, in a position where they were really almost ready to be committed. And yet when they have really taken the Lord at his word, their peace has been like the river and their righteousness like the waves of the sea. Not merely is this true from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint, it is also true from a soul-winning standpoint. Everywhere we teach this new kind of prayer and we encourage people to claim God's promises, we point them to this wonderful statement from the lips of David. It's found in the 51st Psalm. He said in the 10th verse, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Then he said, Restore unto me the joy, the joy of your salvation. Now, what will the result be? It's not merely a mental cure, as these people realized it, a physical change. But my friends, notice what happens in our soul winning approach. Here is what happens. Verses 13 and 14. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Then will I teach transgressors your way and follow me, friends, and sinners will be converted unto you. That troubled mother whose son was rebellious needed to see in his mother's countenance, in her voice, in her life, a complete trust, a joyful acceptance of God's promises to solve every problem of life. What a reflection on the love of Jesus this would be. What a change it could affect in his life. This lady who is leaving her husband for someone else, let her see him as a trusting, believing, rejoicing soul, and he can regain his home. I'm recalling how I read from the pen of a certain man. He said, a man came to a minister, all troubled. He said, my wife is suing me for divorce. And the minister said, well, praise the Lord. The man said, what? He said, praise the Lord. 
if you'll praise the Lord, this is the strength to win her back. And the man began to praise the Lord. He began to thank him. And his wife said, what? I don't leave you. So she left the other man and came back home. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened unto my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Friends, wouldn't you like with me to take hold of God's immutable, eternal, impeccable promises in every situation of life and know that God screens every temptation before he permits it to come to you? Wouldn't you like to say, Lord, there is joy and there is peace in believing. And then you may have perfect peace because your mind is stayed on the Lord. Physical peace, mental peace, nerve strength, souls being one to the Lord. What a wonderful combination of claiming God's promises and reaching up and knowing that God cares enough to fulfill his word. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.